0: are listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. I'm going to talk about the Bachelor in Paradise episode last night, explain some things that went on that you saw on the screen, and explain some things that are happening behind the scenes for those that maybe weren't around on social media last night. Also, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bachelor filming and talk a little bit of what's going on in bachelor nation got some dancing with the stars for you uh some pop culture news or actually just some regular news that in one of the more bizarre stories you'll ever hear and maybe end it with some sports we'll see where we're at but we will get to that momentarily this (laughs) podcast is also brought to you by first leaf wine's First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you will love. They learn your tastes, then deliver quality wines right to your door. Sign up today. You'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Also, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products. Try their new Dip vibrator. Whether Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and encourage pleasure exploration without shame. So what you got to do is go to dameproducts.com, use code realitysteve to take 15% off your first order. That's dameproducts.com, use code realitysteve to take 15% off of your first order. Speaking of first order, let's get to the first order of business, which was Bachelor in Paradise last night. And one thing I've noticed about this season, and if you look at Bachelor Data's screen time posts that I've put in the columns every week, you will notice that it seems like every episode there's one particular person or a couple that gets the main focus. We know that... Ashley and Jared last week, I put Bachelor Data's Instagram post up there, had 16 minutes of screen time, which was double more than anyone else. Last night, it was Michael. Michael had 15 to 16 minutes of screen time last night. Earlier on in the season, it was Genevieve who had double the screen time of everybody else. So it seems like with this 16-episode season that we're having of Paradise, they're just formatting it differently where, like, During the course of the season, every episode, there's going to be one person or one storyline that stands out. And Michael last night clearly was a standout in terms of how much screen time he got. He basically narrated the whole episode. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Michael. I think a lot of people are very happy for michael and especially when danielle came down to the beach obviously if you haven't figured out by now that that was all planned ahead of time and the reason michael didn't leave even though all he kept talking about was oh i'm out of here i'm gonna be going like that was all a setup michael probably knew danielle was coming production certainly knew danielle was coming wells knew danielle was coming that's why he told michael what he did hey stick it out buddy you you know you never know what's going to happen and even wells took to Twitter last night to basically say they cut out a scene of him telling Michael that Danielle was coming. Um, I'm pretty sure considering the fact that Michael and Danielle admitted to having DM'd uh, pre-show, you mean to tell me that neither of them knew the other one was going on the show? Of course they did. So that whole stuff, I mean, we're just, it's, it's what people are losing sight with, with the show and actually losing any sort of respectability with the show is that, In the earlier seasons, it didn't happen this way. And, yes, we get it that a lot of the contestants talk to each other pre-show. That's accepted. But when the show plays dumb and doesn't think that storylines that we're seeing play out were already pretty much predetermined, like when they spent so much time on Michael, before Danielle got there, they spent so much time on Michael talking about, well, you know, it just didn't work out for me, and I've always believed in love. It was just like laying it on so thick. It's like, come on. Even if you didn't know the spoilers, you knew what was coming. Somebody was going to be placed on that beach for Michael. And here's the other thing that a lot of you notice at the end of the episode. I'm going to fill you in because nobody seems to have an answer for this. Well, except me. Casa Amor happens, the or whatever this show is calling it, the switch up. The women are told you have to go to a different place. The men stay on the beach and five new women are brought in. You knew that this has been out there for four months. I spoiled this literally days after it happened. Now, everyone was asking, well, wait a second. When the women were gathering up their stuff and leaving. And when we see the previews for next week, where's Danielle, she's not with the women. And where's Michael. He's not with the guys. Well, there's two parts to this. Number one, Michael and Danielle were on their date. When the switch up happened, when Jesse spoke to the group, Michael and Danielle were on their date. Probably not too hard to figure that out, but When they do come back to the beach, Danielle is, from what I found out, was technically considered one of the new women. You know, the five new women that came on, they're putting Danielle in that group so Danielle and Michael stay on the beach. Danielle never, once she gets back from the date with Michael, does not go over with the women. So, I mean, you talk about favoritism, you talk about teacher's pet, like, Michael is literally the show's teacher's pet this season. And if they want to hide behind, well, you know, we're, we're including Danielle as part of the group of new women. It's like, first off, she came in the night before those women. So it's like you're just bending the rules to fit your storylines. But, yeah, that's what you're going to see uh, when the women go to that hotel. And you see it in tonight's episode. You'll notice Danielle is not with them, nor will she be with them because her and Michael get to spend all their time on the beach together because Danielle is part of the new group that came in. Uh, Okay, sure. like, it's just it's just ridiculous how they're bending over backwards for Michael. And, you know, look, Michael and Danielle are happy. They are still together to this day. We know that there's a Bachelor in Paradise reunion taping on November 4th. I can't say I know what's going to happen on that reunion taping, but they've been together. It's five months now, and we know how this show works. Could there possibly be an engagement at the reunion taping? I don't know. But is it completely out of the question? I don't think so. So we'll keep our ears open for that. But here's what I'm saying. Michael and Danielle are happy. There's a lot of people that are happy for them. Yeah, the way it was shown on TV was very sappy and heavy-handed, and it was a bit much, but they did have a good conversation when they talked about having lost a loved one in, in their earlier in their lives, which Danielle lost her fiancé 11 years ago to a drug addiction. And as we know, Michael's uh, ex-wife was sick. And however, Michael can handle this however he wants. And say what he wants to say. But, you know, in the first few episodes, Michael and Sierra were attached at the hip. They were laying on the beach. They were laying in beds together. They were constantly arm in arm. He was constantly kissing her. And then all of a sudden, Michael just gets in his head that, um, well, every time I get close to someone, I push them away. And then Sierra just pieces out because he tells her. And then the next day, Danielle comes in like, look. I guess he doesn't owe anybody anything, but the fact that Sierra is still talking about this four months later, if you didn't see her tweets last night, one tweet said, I feel highly disrespected. I'm going to go meditate. Hashtag bachelor in paradise. Another one said, I've never been on a one-on-one ever period LMF LMAO F me. And then she even posted a TikTok last night, basically saying the math isn't mathing, which is essentially a shot at Michael of, You told me all this stuff and then you pulled out the rug from under me. And then the very next day, you're so excited that Danielle's there. So, yes, it is very, very coincidental. I think, you know, I, I, if, if he has explained this to Sierra, what happened, it, it certainly doesn't sound like he did off camera because she's still talking about this four months later. Yeah. The whole thing is very, very shady. And it seems like Michael knew the whole time that Danielle was coming in. And if that was the case, that's fine. But to give no explanation to Sierra, don't you think that she owes, he owes her something, whether it's off camera? It's certainly not going to be on camera. Because what we saw on camera was him telling her, oh my gosh, every time I get close to someone, I push them away. And the bottom line is, he was never going to be with Sierra, and he knows that. So he uses that, he says it to her, and then all of a sudden Danielle comes in and Michael's a new woman. And granted, he probably likes Danielle more than he likes Sierra. However, when he was this Sierra, he never made that known that way other than to tell her from pulling the rug out from under her one day, oh yeah, when I get close I, pull, I push people away and I'm just, I'm just not there yet. And one day later he's gung-ho about Danielle showing up. So does Michael owe a public explanation of, hey man, We just saw everything you said to Sierra a couple weeks ago, and now this? I don't know. He probably isn't going to say anything because he's happy and he's with Danielle. So why would he address something that happened four months ago? But when Sierra's posting what she is, she's clearly bothered by it, and she's clearly hurt by it, and she probably doesn't understand it, and Michael is just saying nothing. So, you know, go figure. If I were him, I probably would have said something, at least sent out a tweet publicly or whatever, because I know people are thinking this. It just It's all too convenient that this season was basically built around Michael and his happiness. He is their teacher's pet this season. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Also last night, what was some of the drama? Oh, Pizza Peter. I mean, come on. Complete douche. What he did on the island, I keep saying island, beach, was just... I mean, it's the exact behavior you would expect from that guy. He went on a date. The girl wasn't into him. So he shit talks her. I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know about that guy. Well, anyway, um, he gets eliminated and told by everybody, just get off the beach, dude. You're you're bad news. Casey had every right to tell Brittany what he did because we saw the footage of Peter talking about Brittany behind her back to the other guys. Casey had every right to do that, and Peter acted exactly how you would expect someone to act who was caught with their pants down, like a complete imbecile. What a moron. So that was basically the biggest stories from last night's episode, other than the twist at the end, but yeah, you have your answer in regards to, because I got a lot of emails and DMs last night, what happened to Michael and Danielle during the twist? Well, that's your answer there's no twist for them. Somehow they are excluded from the whole twist happening and they just get to go back to the beach when their date is over and hang out with each other. Favoritism? <laughs> uh, what else? Um Oh, we know that uh we know that you know, so The Bachelor is currently filming with Zach in in London. I don't know where their next uh, location is yet, um but I have all your information. In regards to this season, every date, every rose, every elimination I've got. So as we get closer, I guess once we get to the final four, uh, you'll have all of that. And because then once you know the final four, you can work backwards and be able to put every Well, You wouldn't. I'm going to tell you everything. So you wouldn't have to put anything together. It'll all be there for you. So just uh, hang on a couple more weeks. Kind of go from there. Um, I'm sure you saw that Kelly and Peter went Instagram official over the weekend. Uh, it was interesting because Kelly, I mean, we, look, we've known they've been together for at least two months now. So many pictures of them together and that people saw them took pictures when they were out, they were at the same events, even though they didn't post together. Well, she finally posted with him and her caption was who would have thought? Cause not me. Yeah. I think everyone wouldn't have thought we're all raising our hands when you ask who would have thought because yeah, nobody would have considering how much she trashed him when they broke up the first time. So I don't know what he said. I don't know if he's actually convinced her with words or he's actually convinced her with his actions. We don't know. We don't know about their relationship. But for the time being, they're together again. We'll see. Best thing I can say about that relationship. We'll see. Now, I'd say I've been pretty accurate on a couple predictions here uh, recently. Last Friday, I told you about I really thought the Tennessee Vols were going to give Alabama a game, if not beat them outright, which they did. Posted, uh, you know, I told you I put my money where my mouth was on that. Another thing was about a month ago, after the first episode of Dancing with the Stars aired, I said, look, Selma has a great story, but I would not be surprised if she had to quit during some point in this season. Like we saw her dances and how much of a struggle it was for her. And knowing that she could seize up at any moment, I was just like, there's no way she's going to last the whole season, especially on fast dances. And I think she had a fast dance two weeks ago. She had the quick step two weeks ago and it just, she does her best, but does her quick step look like a Gabby quick step or a Charlie quick step or a Wayne quick step? No. No. It doesn't, and it just—it was going to be a struggle for her all season long. I did not watch last night's episode, but I read what happened, and she had to bow out of the competition because it was just becoming too physically taxing for her. I saw the clip uh, where she told Sasha that she had to quit. Uh, I did see their dance. I saw the judge's reaction. I saw she got all tens, but I mean, I can't say I didn't tell you so, and I don't think that was some you know, bafo prediction by me. It was just all you had to do was watch the first episode to know physically as demanding as that show is. You hear stories about six, eight, ten hours a day that people rehearse. Somebody in the physical condition that she was in was just never going to make it through. You know, she made it through a month. That was (laughs) that was good enough in itself is the fact that she made it a month on this show. That's huge. That she did that. So all the credit in the world to Selma. But can't say we're you know, all that surprised that she had to quit. I mean, that takes a toll on your body, no doubt. I'm uh, moving on to one of the more bizarre stories. And I don't know if you saw this. I heard it a couple days ago, but then I just finally saw it online. I heard it on the radio a couple days ago, maybe the end of last week, and now I just saw it online. Did you see this story about the ophthalmologist in California? Her name is Katerina Curtiva. She's an ophthalmologist. A patient comes in complaining of, you know, uh, pain and, and blurred vision. So the ophthalmologist takes a look at her and says and sees that this patient has twenty three contact lenses still in her eye. <laughs> I don't I don't mean to laugh and I'm glad they probably didn't include this patient's name in the story, but look, the doctor tried to give an explanation as to how this could happen, and the explanation was, as you wear contact lenses for many years, over 20 to 30 years, our cornea, which is the most sensitive part of the eye, becomes desensitized, which is essentially a protective feature, because otherwise you'd be really bothered by everyday contact lens wear. After all, it is a foreign body in your eye. So when the cornea loses sensitivity, it's sort of an adjustment. But at the same time, you don't feel when something is really wrong as acutely. Okay, enough with the doctor speak. This person is a fucking moron that they had 23 contact lenses in their eyes. Stop making excuses for them. I've worn contact lenses since freshman year of college, or sophomore year of college. And there was a time where I slept in them, but... I wasn't stupid enough to wake up the next morning and then put another one on top of it and then do that 22 more times. Like, how dumb are you? That's all they want to know. How dumb are you? 23 contact lenses were removed from the patient's eye. That's just stupidity on my part, on their part. Sorry, I didn't do that. I take my contact lenses out every night like a normal human does. Uh, uh, She said the patient was baffled by the situation and doesn't know how she forgot about so many contact lenses. Uh, I, I don't know other than clear and unadulterated stupidity is the only reason you don't know you have 23 contact lenses. And, Just the thought, not even this, let's just say that the contact lens felt like she totally felt she never had one in. Okay? I don't know how that's even possible, having worn contact lenses since 1994. (laughs) But just the fact that the whole point of a contact lens is to help you see better. It's got some sort of prescription on it, right? So if it's got a prescription on it, Wouldn't adding another one or it just doesn't make any sense. You would see way differently. I don't even know if I've never even tried doing it, like having a pair on and then just trying to put another one in on top of it. I don't even know what would happen, but I guarantee my sight would not be the same. It wouldn't be like, oh, wow, now I'm double seeing better. Like, No. I just don't even think it would. I don't know. I don't get it. But that was one of the more bizarre stories that I've ever, ever heard in my life. And yeah, it's a, it's a viral video. You can look at the video, go to, um, let's see. Oh, it's on TikTok. Uh, and it's on California underscore. I underscore. You can see it. This woman now granted. It's it's a ophthalmologist lifting up someone's eyelid and seeing all the contacts in there. People have very people are very sensitive when it comes to their eyes. I mean, I've been using contacts for thirty years. I can touch my eyeball; it's not a big deal. But if for, if, for people that don't, they get really grossed out by eye stuff. And so, if you are grossed out by that, don't check it out. But it's uh, yeah, California. The TikTok uh, account is um, California underscore eye underscore. Wait, is there more? Oh, sorry. California underscore I underscore doctor. And uh, Katerina Cortiva shows the the headline on the, the caption on the video says, I removed 23 contact lenses from one eye. Yeah. And it's her lifting up the woman's eyelid. You can see the, the eye is all kind of swollen and black and blue. Like, yeah. So if you're really sensitive about eye stuff, you probably don't want to watch the video. Anyway, we've got, uh, that's it for today's podcast. We've got, obviously, another Bachelor in Paradise episode tonight. The women are going to meet the five men. And, of course, Jesse presented it the way that he did last night. The women actually thought they were going and just going to have to do another hotel and just sit there while their men dated other women. Of course they were going to give the women, guys. I don't know why they thought they wouldn't. Just because Jesse didn't tell you, I mean, you, you kind of got to know. They're going to even it out, but. When they were first approached, and were they, and when they were moving to the other hotel, yeah, they thought that they were just going to sit there and twiddle their thumbs for however many days they were going to have to, while their guys dated other women. No, we know that five men come in for them, and we'll see that tonight in tonight's episode. We'll cover that all tomorrow. So, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See.